Hello America, it's me Eleanor and welcome back to another episode of Unreliable Narrator. Oh my god, thank you for the applause. I need to figure out how to like insert applause and shit because I feel like that could spice up the episodes because Spotify shut us down. You might be wondering these past couple of weeks like, especially if you haven't fucking, if you don't follow the Instagram and you don't know what the fuck is happening, like what ha- what's going on girl? UnreliableNarrator.co yeah, look at my little promo for myself. <laughs> Anyways, so we all know Spotify caught me using copyright music. We know, we know, we know. We knew this was coming. We genuinely knew this was coming. Um, I didn't think it was going to come this fast, though. I thought we could get a couple years in before they were like, hey. But also, like, I don't even know what I was going to do at that point. If they're like, you got to take this shit down. So basically, I was like, oof. I'm going to just re-edit every single episode. And then I looked through all my episodes and tell me why there's like 40 episodes. So I was like, wow, that doesn't seem like an option. So now they live in a Google Drive. And if you ever want to listen to seasons one through five, the episodes with music, RIP to that era. That was like my favorite era. Also, well, that was like the only fucking era, Eleanor, you dumbass. But also now I was like really nervous because I was like, damn, I should just end the show now. Like if they can't, if they don't let me like play music, why do I even have a show? Like I should just quit. And then I was like, Eleanor, shut up, you weird hoe. Like you're just mad and angry at the world. And I was, I was like, what the fuck, Spotify? And I was like, who the fuck wants to listen to me for 40 minutes to an hour? Like, like who and i just like would contemplate being like i should just shut this shit down because like who am i to think that what i have to say matters and like i should entertain people for 40 minutes or like to an hour and then i thought about like i like during covid everyone and their moms had a podcast and i'm like how many of those just died out because we all think we're funny and shit but in reality we're like we're only funny to like seven people and it's like wow did you really think you can do this like without music but then i was thinking why the fuck would you even listen to me anyway when you can just, like, look at the music I post? You know? Like, you don't even need to give me any streams. You can just, like, look up the music that I, like, literally put playlist on my story every day. Like, every time I have an episode. Like, you don't really need to listen to me. So, it means you actually care what I have to say. Crazy, right? Yeah, like, I'm in my uh, self-hatred evil era. Like, I hate myself, but I also, like, hate everybody else. Um, I don't even know why I just shared that with you. I think I was trying to tie it to what I just previously previously said. And it didn't... I really am brain empty because if y'all didn't know, the past couple of weeks I've had bronchitis. And that's made me like very brain empty, very brain fog, can't breathe, can't talk, coughs too much. And another disclosure, I already recorded this episode a week ago. Yeah, I'm that girl. I recorded this episode already, so I've already, I already know that I could talk for an hour. And I already recorded this episode, but I listened to it back and I was like, wow, this is really like ugly and boring. And I was like, if we're going to like talk for an hour, like, let's spice this shit up. Let's like, I want to, this is the new era of Reliable Narrator. This is the dream. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to do the little hour, like 40 minutes to an hour episode and then give you an hour playlist. So it's like, ooh, we're really friends and we're really experiencing this week together. And plus like giving you like maybe a good like summary of what's been going on in my life so we can feel closer to as besties because I think the episodes are going to feel more since I'm just fucking talking there's like no music it's going to be more like us sitting on the floor like in my room just chit chatting crying laughing gossiping together I feel like that's the mood moving forward and I'm not gonna lie to y'all like I need it like I I personally do not listen to podcasts yeah, like, whoa, you make a podcast and you don't listen to podcasts? 
I rarely listen to podcasts unless like they're people I actually enjoy, like people I know in real life. Um, I listen to like some because they're entertaining, but I get really bored really fast. So like sitting for an hour, like listening to someone kind of gets me. But I have like a couple of favorites that I kind of want to share, but not in this episode, another episode. Um, but yeah, so it's like I really fucking suck. So I genuinely was like, well, how can I spruce up this episode? Because I don't have any examples of, like, people who actually just talk for an hour straight. Like, I only listen to podcasts, like, or radio shows that, like, have music interludes. So I was like, how do people just talk for an hour? And I was trying to think, like, who is out there that, like, kind of is like me, but kind of not? And I thought Emma Chamberlain. And I was like, oh, not this girl, not this girl. But not going to lie, I watched her, like, when I was in college and shit like that in, like, high school. Like, I watched her little vlogs. Um, and I have a lot of Emma Chamberlain coffee. At my apartment that I don't drink. I'm kind of a stan, but kind of not. But, like, I listened to her uh, podcast, like, just, like, for, like, two seconds. And I was like, wow, like, she's if she can do it, I can do it. But then I was like, ew, Eleanor, are you copying Emma, are you copying Emma Chamberlain? And I'm like, no, because, like, people are allowed to tell stories. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. But, oh, yeah, that's the bronchitis. If you hear my, me, like, uh, like, my mocos and shit or, like, cough, mind your business. Um, we know, we know the drill. Those OG unreliable narrator stands. Yeah, I called y'all stands. Um, I'm sick all the time, so. Also, I thought I'd been talking for like 10 minutes straight. It's only been like almost six minutes. Like, damn, Eleanor, you got a ways to go. So that's the update from me. That's what's going, that's what we're going to do moving forward. We're going to have more guests. Like, I'm looking at, oh my God, y'all. So I bought mini mics thinking that it would have like okay sound um for the podcast not good i need to stop that madness let me like get off the mini mic train because like am i a fucking interviewer on brewer walk no like get this fucking mini mic out of here eleanor you're a big girl business come on girl so i returned those and i'm looking for like better mics which i have my eye on but like i don't know why actually i know why lately i've been really into like luggage and I really want to buy my like buy myself a luggage set because I feel like I'm manifesting like good shit and like travel for me if that makes any sense. Like I'm staring at the luggage I got. I got a cow pack like trio in like silver and it looks great. It looks beautiful. And I was like, oh, like it was kind of a fucking expensive, but I still bought it even though I know I should probably buy mics before I buy this fucking luggage. But then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Hawaii and I'm going to Coachella. Like, I need luggage. But I fucking already have some luggage here, so I didn't need new ones yet. But, you know, like, in my brain it made sense. So, like, here I am staring at my luggage with still having to use my iPad as my mic. Like, I look crazy. I literally look like I'm holding up a pizza, to be honest. Like, you know, like, the Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza. That episode, when they're going through the desert, and then he's just, like, holding up the pizza with a 90-degree angle. Like, that's how I am with my iPad. Like, we need to stop this madness. Like, I'm asking people to take me seriously in my little podcast gig, and I'm over here with my iPad as my mic. Like, please, America, please. But, um, so, I'm just trying to get the show better. We're gonna get the show better, but, like... That's a little snippet of what you missed on Glee in Eleanor's life, but um, let's get back to the episode. The episode is called Series of Unfortunate Events. We know the book series. Did I ever read the book series? No, but did I always check it out from the library and the bookmobile? Yeah, because if y'all are familiar with the book, the book was such a nice aesthetic, and the paper was like thick and like rigid on the sides. like It was perfect, but my sister read the whole series, and she would tell me what happened 
like what happened per book and we watched the movie together and i just like love that name so that's why i named the episode of it because an episode after it because like I'm not going to be one of those people to be like, oh, these are some consecutive things that happened to me in one day. I feel like, oh, your whole life is a series of unfortunate events. I know, like, series might be taken, like, what has to happen, like, one after another in, like, a period of time. But let's just say, like, over my life, like, a series of unfortunate events. And when I first recorded this, I, like, told stories. But, like, the stories are funny, but, like, I feel like there could have been more just to it. And I think, like, the chaoticness of this episode will really help because it's going to be... It's me and you, girl. Like, it's me, you, and I looking at it. Me, you, and I. Please, God. So, me, you, and I. Please. Somebody come get me. I'm having a moment. Like, this bronchitis really got to my head, y'all. But I saw when I recorded that episode, I feel like I didn't touch on, like, good points or tell you enough stories or just, like, make you laugh enough. Like, I was not, I was cringing at myself, which is not rare. But, like, I'm usually, like, at least first, like, listen through. I'm like, damn, Eleanor, you really did that. But that last episode, I was like, yeah, like, it's pretty good. But I knew I could do better. So here we are, re-recording. Uh, just know there's no fucking script. This is not a scripted series. This is me straight off the dome. But I do have notes because now realizing when you have to talk to for an hour straight, like I've done it when I had my old show at UCLA Radio, Long Distance with DJ Hannah. But you have like a co-host so you could like be able to bounce off each other when you like gets dry and shit. But like when you're by yourself, all you have is you. So I like needed to write down notes about like what I need to do, what I needed to say this episode. So let's go down the list. I said intro, recent mishaps. Yeah, I got bronchitis. Lost my keys. Oh my God, y'all. So I lost my keys going home for winter break. That was the most humiliating shit to ever happen, to be honest. And a little part of me thinks it was because I was under the influence. Because I don't know. I hate flying, y'all. Like, I really do. It gets me so anxious. And I'm not even anxious of, like, the the fact that we're up in the air and, like, a, a little metal ting. I'm mad at the fact that i can't move around whenever i want to move around and how much i want to move around like that's why i hate planes call it claustrophobia because i'm just like oh i don't like that so i hate being told that i can't get up like shut up yeah i can get up when i want to and that seems very ugly of me but that's why i hate being on planes and even though the flight from lax to sfo is not that long i'd be crying on the fucking plane so she went a little under the influence and i love to hyperanalyze shit when i'm in the airport i hyper fixate on everything and i get like very attention to detail and being like me i wear like headphones the whole time in the airport because everyone gives me anxiety and freaks me out so i kind of keep to myself and i keep it pushing fast so when i go through tsa i'm pretty fast because i know already i already know i need to take out my electronics whatever what have you but mind you i didn't i only had a duffel like i only had a duffel uh, I always check my carry-on because i hate dealing with it so i only had my carry-on and it was duffel and I don't know. I've been trying this new thing because I like using my Glossier yellow bag duffel at the airport. But the fact that a duffel does not have, like, pockets, it really fucks me up. So I put my keys in there making sure that, like, oh, they're not, I'm not going to drop them. But when I get back home, I get picked up. I open up my duffel. There's no fucking keys in it. And I literally have a whole-ass yellow, bright-ass, fat-ass, heavy-ass clip like rock climbers use and shit. Nope. No. And mind you, it was a golf wing one. I was so sad because they don't sell them anymore and I have to buy resale somewhere else, but I'm not going to do that because I keep buying shit from them. Like, y'all, I bought two AirTag holders. I don't even own AirTags. 
that's another thing I need to buy. That's another thing I need to buy. Oh my God. The segue into this why about the air tags because I lost my fucking keys. Because I lost my fucking keys, I was like, you know what? I need to buy air tags because I keep losing everything. Because my brain is like on some other stuff. Like it'd be thinking about other things not in the present. So I bought that's why I bought air tags. So that's another like series of unfortunate events. Like I've fucking lost my keys. Like that shit was ass. And just the year before, aka a couple of months ago, I lost my wallet. Or aka I got my wallet stolen. And then right before I got my wallet stolen, I got my jewelry stolen out of my fucking carry-on in Mexico. And maybe that's why I bought this new three piece luggage set from Calpac, not sponsored, because it actually has a lock on it because I'm freaking terrified and traumatized what happened in mexico see it's all connected y'all it's all connected i feel like a fucking detective right now like i feel sorry the muckles but you know like how when you have a sleepover you're hanging out with your friends and you're all like sitting at different spots in the room like that's how i feel but with myself like a little part of me is like laying on the couch being like oh damn you really are saying that and then the other part of me is like sitting at my desk and the other part of me is like laying on my floor telling all these stories because not gonna lie, talking for the hour straight kind of freaked me out the first time and I realized like I really just need to talk to myself in the mirror. So I'm having a whole ass conversation with myself. Funny, funny, right? But um, moving on, like what else did I do? Oh my God. Um, but like, let me talk about like the stages of my life. So we'll start with adolescence. Adolescence to me is like preschool up to like elementary, you know? So I grew up chubby. Everyone likes to believe like I wasn't. And if you're like, no, Eleanor, we kind of, we kind of tell you were chubby. Like, fuck you. Fuck off. Don't say that. But yeah, like no one would really know I grew up chubby. Yeah, I know. Astonishing. Crazy. I know you didn't, you couldn't even think of what happened to me. But yeah, so I grew up chubby and I couldn't do a lot of things that other kids could do just because I was insecure as fuck and I knew it just wouldn't work. So, um, one thing, like, I always was worried about is, like, if I ever was, like, annoying or, like, complained, I was afraid that someone used my weight as, like, a comeback to me or, like, a fucking blem. So I was always, like, a people pleaser. I was so nice growing up, and I was, like, I always just wanted to make people laugh. Well, I'm still fucking nice, and I still want to make people laugh, but, like... I was just wanted to be a people pleaser, people person. And I just remember I would always get fucking hurt. Cause like I was like one of those girls that was like she was rocking with the boys because I knew I had to be cool with the boys. The boys would make fun of me because I was like not the cutest type of You know, I was funny. That's all I had going for me. So I was like cool with the boys and like I would try and hang out. And the amount of times I've gotten hit in the face with a basketball is actually fucking ridiculous. But you, everyone knows that feeling when you can't cry. You can't cry about it. Like, yeah, you just got a soccer ball to the face. Fucking, who cares? Suck it up. So, I just remember this one time. I got hit in the face with a, <laughs> with a basketball. And then not only 10 minutes later, I got hit in the back of the head with a soccer ball. And I remember everyone was concerned the second time. The first time we all laughed about it. The second time though, everyone was like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm so good. And deep down, I'm like, wow, there's brain damage. There has to be brain damage because something's going on in there. Like my brain is like bouncing off the walls. And I always remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a white t-shirt, an Aeropostale gray, like uh, dark gray jacket and some khakis. And some khakis and I was just in pain and I remember the bell rang and I remember walking and not being able to see like oh my god and like that doesn't even stop there like the the shit that happened to me on the playground like 
I'm not coordinated, by the way, too. Like, I'm very, like, clumsy. I've hit my head multiple times. That's why I really do believe, like, something's up there. I just need to get a scan, you know? Um, hang on, give me one second. Thank you. I probably will edit that one out if that was disgusting. If you didn't hear anything that I edited out, if you heard something, sorry. Anyways, so, like, I really just got hella hurt in elementary school. And one time, I don't know if y'all had this at your school, but, like, those two um, horizontal bars that resemble, like, things that gymnastics would, like, swing off of, we had on their play structures. And girls would, like, sit on them and do, like, these twirls on them. Like, sitting on them. Like, I don't know how to, like, explain, but it was, like, cool. And I never tried just because I was, like, such a big... I was just... She was choking! So I didn't know how to, like, get up there in the first place because I had no upper body strength. And, like, my I was, like, I can't hold myself up like dangling i can't do that shit but one day i really thought i could do it i don't know what happened to me or what possessed me but i was like oh my god i'm gonna do it today because i was like i watched y'all enough to know how to like the positioning and stuff the only thing that i don't know is that i'm so big compared to y'all like i don't know if i can hold my weight like i am i strong enough to like hang on to these bars while i do a spin but so i get on those bars everyone's cheering me on i'm getting there and you have to like lean forward to spin around. I don't know how to like explain, but you just like you're sitting on these bars and you lean forward and you do like a spin and then you like you can sit up right. That's what you can do. So I get up there and I like lean forward to do like to begin my spin. I hit tan bark I, immediately. Tan bark in the air like fucking is it felt like <laughs> You know, when you watch, like, those really, like, old movies when they do gunshot wounds and the gunshot, like, hits the person's body and it obliterates it? Like, that was, like, me hitting the tan bark. Like, I obliterated the tan bark and tan bark went flying everywhere just because I was so heavy. And I was, like, so much pain because I was, like, first of all, you landed in tan bark. You're just going to get hella splinters. And then... I was just humiliated and like that knocked me out. Like that knocked the wind out of me hitting Tamburk that hard. And I remember everyone came over and was like, oh my God, Eleanor, are you okay? Are you okay? And I immediately was like, what are you talking about? I'm fine inside. I'm fucking dying, shaking. Like I probably almost pissed myself. Like I was not okay. But because I was so afraid if I was like crying or like telling people I was upset, they would be like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have been up there. You're too fat for that shit anyway. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I could have handled that at that age. So I, like, kept it pushing. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And, like, the, the bell rang, and everyone, like, ran to go get in line. And I just remember limping, limping. I was so... I got the wind knocked out of me, and I felt it for the rest of the day. Like, it was terrible. Um, that's, like, a lot of my life. Like, elementary school, it was me, like, getting hurt and being like, haha, like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Just because I didn't want anyone to make fun of me or be mean to me. And I never cried. And that's, I maybe mean, it's like a pick me, choose me type of, like, trait to be like, yeah, and I never cry. Like, I have, like, such a good pain tolerance, but, like, no, I never fucking cried. Like, I never cried because I didn't want anyone to make fun of me. I don't know. I think that goes into like how I was raised in the household and me not being able to cry and shit, lol. Not the sudden trauma dump. Anyways, oh my God. This is another embarrassing, like tragic event. Um, I'm so glad. I kind, it kind of comes out sometimes. I think it's like how I can get along with everyone is because of this era. So during this era, I call it my... Oh, what do I even fucking call it? I literally say when I was obsessed with like reality TV, like MTV, VH1, 
like 90210, The Hills, Pimp My Ride, like Parental Control, Tila Tequila, Flavor of Love, Robin Big, like that era. Oh, Super Sweet 16, that show. I turned into a bitch. I turned into the most massive bitch ever. And like I've spoken about this in previous episodes about like I was like just a chunky kid. I was just chubby. She was a little husky, but I had a good personality, and I was just, like, really nice and funny. And once I started watching these shows, I was like, these are my people. Like, Eleanor, these are not your people. These are the fucking Nepo babies. What the fuck, Eleanor? But I truly believed these are my people. So I started asking of everything from everyone. I used to, like, decorate my room, like, how the girls would in the show and, like, pretend, like, I had a sofa in my room, but really it was, like, a storage bin with a blanket and pillow over it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, like, my futon. I was I was disgusting. But I loved it because I felt famous, and I was like, I should be famous. Like, who are these nipple babies compared to me, Eleanor? Like, a nobody from El Bronte, California. But when I was in that era, I was, like, a massive bitch. But I was still in fucking elementary school. This is why I, like, watched too much TV in the wrong channels when I was growing up. And this just, like, brings me to, like, this was, like, my era of, like, oh, my God, you're that girl, Eleanor. Even, I don't know. I kind of want to get back to her. She had, like, a weird sense of confidence that felt like you have no reason to be this confident, yet you are. I need to get back to her. I'm channeling that, this era of Eleanor. Damn, look at us. Okay, anyways, so um, I was really obsessed with, like, Disney Channel still. You know the classics. And me and my friend were so excited to see Camp Rock, like, when it aired on Disney. And me being, like, oh, my God, it's my, it's, like, the world revolves around me. Like, I'm that girl. Like, let me recreate, like, a scene from a movie in my parents' bedroom. Like, I was watching it on their TV. And the credits go and I'm on the phone with my friend and I'm like holding the landline literally holding the landline and jumping up and down on my parents bed mind you I want to remind all y'all I'm still the era of like chunky big cheeks Eleanor has to wear elastic on her pants because she kept getting bigger that Eleanor um is jumping up and down on her parents bedroom um not bedroom bed And I'm on the phone with my friend and we're like watching like the beginning credits of Camp Rock. We're so excited. And all of a sudden the bed fucking breaks and I go down. So I like fall off the bed because half the bed just collapsed inward. And then there's a big thud where there's like two thuds. There's a bed thud and then my thud. And my dad goes, what happened? And like, oh my God, that was actually a really good, um, impersonation of him. Cause I think that's what he would sound like. So he goes, what happened? And, um, I was like, oh, nothing. Like, I just fell off the bed. I just fell off the bed. And he's like, okay. And I, I'm like, oh, girly, I got to go. So I hang up the phone, and I'm like, shit. Because one thing about my dad during that era, he was not above making fun of me for my weight. So I already knew. If he came up and was like, oh, he was jumping on this, it's probably because you're big. You need to lose weight. So I wanted to avoid that at all costs. So I was like, you know what? Let me be Bob the Builder. I could fix this bed easy. And I don't know how old I was when Camp Rock came out. Like, someone do the math. I was born in 98, and Camp Rock came out. Camp Rock won, okay? So, I was around that age. So, I was like, you know what? I can do this shit. So, I, like, I try to look, because only half of the bed collapsed. So, I only broke something on this one side where I was jumping. So, um, pardon my sniffles. So, I was literally just, like, trying to go under the bed to see what I broke and if I could fix it. And then I realized I just broke entirely a piece of wood. 
And that made me feel incredibly sad and upset because I was like, damn, you big ass bitch. You fucking broke a piece of wood just jumping up and down because of Camp Rock. And I'm pretty sure I was less than like 12 years old or maybe I was. I don't even know. Someone do that math for me. But yeah, y'all, like I eventually had to call my dad up and what I foresaw for myself and him making fun of me because of like the fact that I broke it. He did that. And it was just humiliating. That shit was awful. That was kind of ass. And let's now move on from adolescence because that shit kind of hurt. Oh, shit. Now, now. Okay. Well, we're going to go to teen. So this is like high school, Eleanor. And like early freshman year of college, Eleanor. So if you know me, which none of y'all really do unless you're my friend in real life. No, we're all friends. Like I fucking overshare on this shit. Um... High school was so hard for me, like incredibly hard for me. And I was like one of those people, like I think I was very like unassuming, like no one really paid attention. But I was like weird, not weird, but like this was like my era of like, I got addicted to NyQuil. And I think that's like the funniest thing to ever tell people because it was like such a problem. Because everyone knows I can't sleep, like I have insomnia, so I can't sleep. But I was in high school, like my parents are just like, your typical like nothing is wrong with you you look fine you live a nice life like you did not come from this third world country like i did like type b you know so i was like okay like yeah i'm fine so me being sick and i was always incredibly sick all the time because my immune system was shite because of other shit because i was just so mentally ill and my parents were like oh my god you're always sick so they would always give me dayquil and nyquil but specifically nyquil because they're so weird and foreign that they think that the NyQuil, because it knocks you out, is better for you. Because it's stronger. So they make me take it, like, at fucking 4 o'clock. And it's, like, me trying to stay awake for the next couple of hours. Like, it's weird. So they gave me a lot of NyQuil. So I got very familiar with NyQuil. And I was always sick, so I was always, like, drinking it. And it got to a point when I was, like, I wasn't sick. But, like, I was still taking it. Because I wouldn't sleep until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, every day, Monday through Friday during school. So, it was, like, really shit. And it really took a toll on me, like, as a whole. So, I would just be like, oh, my God, I'm sick. Like, I'm sick. And because my parents, aka my father's really, like, doesn't pay attention to anything. He didn't realize. I was, like, drinking that shit every night for, like, months. Like, I was always sick. Quote, unquote, sick. And that followed me from my junior and senior year of high school. And that's when my friends were like, yo, like, you got to do something about this. So then I tried to do melatonin and that didn't work. And then I did ZQuil for a cool minute. That worked. And then it stopped working. So I went back to NyQuil. And now, like, I, of course, like, I stopped. She's clean, America. She's clean from NyQuil. But I always remember, like, I kind of came back. I started drinking NyQuil again because <laughs> I get so anxious. Like, that's what I can't sleep at night. And I got so, it got so bad. I had to tell my therapist. And she was like, um, you might have to see a sleeping doctor. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, that shit kind of, but I don't know. I just want to sleep. Like, oh, uh, like it's mad annoying. And I, if I got to go see a sleep doctor for it, I'll go see a sleep doctor. But that's like another series of unfortunate events. Because it's like, you know, you don't get enough sleep. And then you become dependent on fucking NyQuil. Because it's like, and it's like crazy. Because I think a lot of people think like cough syrup and stuff is nasty. Because it is. But, like, there's something about me and NyQuil, girl. Like, the Ni the Vicks NyQuil, yeah, that's all I'll say. 
And y'all are probably thinking, like, ew, what the fuck is wrong with you? But just, like, no, like, there could be other things I could be addicted to that are bad. At least mine was supposed to help me in some sorts. And I did talk to a doctor, and they told me that it wouldn't be, it wasn't that bad that I did that. Like, you know, if that makes sense. I don't know. That's what they told me, that, like, it's not as bad as you thought it was, Eleanor, just, like, drinking NyQuil every day. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Like, I'm glad it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, or how everyone made it seem to be. But still bad. I do not recommend it. Don't do it. This is not endorsement. This is like dare telling you don't do it. Don't drink NyQuil because you just want to sleep. Anyways, um, now we're going to go into more. Like, what do we? Oh, my God. This is why I was like, I was telling people, I was like, when you're 19, like 18, no, 17 through 19, I feel like that was my era of feeling. Well, this was my fucking addicted to NyQuil era. But like, it was my era of like, I really did not give a shit. I didn't care about anything or anyone I felt invincible and unstoppable. Like, I could, no one could fucking touch me. And I think it was my, like, I just didn't care about anything or anybody. Like, well, I cared about school, like, I, whatever. But, like, I walked to the beat of my own drum and I said, fuck you and fuck everybody else. And I got into gambling. And y'all may be thinking, like, Eleanor, you was at the slots or were you betting on shit? No, this is the thing that I didn't realize it was gambling until... Like, America told me it was gambling, but mystery boxes. Mystery boxes. I used to buy so many clothing mystery boxes, like, all the time. Like, I think it did Golf Wednesdays and, like, Illegal Civilization did hella mystery boxes back in, like, 2017. Yo, I used to buy so many. So many. And I wouldn't wear a lick of the shit that I bought. I just liked the fact that I could, like, see what I would get out of the lot that they put up like you can get either one of these 10 shirts and i just wanted to know and like as i grew older i love knickknacks i love little figurines and like those mystery boxes fucking get me like i literally during over over covid i got addicted to just like buying so many i have like a whole my hero academia collection of like figurines of like keychains and like if you come to my apartment i have like multiples of like one thing just because it was a mystery box like i will Ooh, y'all, when I got back into K-pop, like, when I was in K- When I was, like, I love K-pop back in, like, when I was, like, in elementary school and to middle school. They didn't have, like, photo cards like they do now. Y'all, the amount of money I used to fucking drop just to buy multiples of the same album just so I could see which member I would pull instead of just buying one off of Mercari was insane. I remember one day I spent almost $400 on albums. Like... The gambling was real, and mind you, I would buy multiples of albums just so I could see what I would pull. And you might be wondering, Eleanor, where'd you get this money? See, the pockets were never touching, baby. Pockets never touched. But I did have to sacrifice some things like eating. So I didn't eat for a cool minute, and that made me sick. But I thought I was happy with the clothes that I did. So that's another unfortunate event. But it kind of told, like, it kind of taught me how to, like, uh, I like hustle, but like. Figure out what I needed to do in order to get what I wanted. And it kind of, like, influenced how I am today. Like, another bad thing that I did lately was the fact that I bought two, like, a Coachella ticket for both weekend one and two. Like, Eleanor, like, you're about to be unemployed in, like, three weeks. Like, why are you doing that? But I was like, you know what? I can figure it out. And I did figure it out. And I paid off my tickets. I'm cool. But it's, like, one of those things, like, damn, Eleanor, why the fuck do you spend money like that when you could be doing, like, other shit, like, saving? But I always figure my shit out. The pockets are never touching. Pockets almost touch. 
they almost touch, but they they're never touching. Um, that's one of my favorite sayings. Pockets never touchy. Like I always got money in them. Like ah, I love it. But what's another thing? Like now we're going back now to like my adulthood. What's other shit? Um, now, hang on. I have my mocoso again. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm a menace to society. Anyways, okay now. <laughs> lately this is one thing so i'm so i'm really like i don't know i feel like maybe when i'm i'm asleep i like beat myself up because that's a, a like i used to get bruised a lot when i was um younger i still bruise easily but like i would just like in my sleep i would just like hit stuff and i would bruise really easily and when i was doing my face routine like this week i like cut the really like thin part underneath my eye because i'm like such a fucking klutz and like dumb so I basically like nicked myself like underneath like the like the most sensitive and thinnest part of my face, and like I was running late to work, and I kept like brushing off the blood, brushing off the blood, but it got to the point where I was like, let me just let it dry, and I let it dry, but then I tried to like take it off again, but it would just bleed again. So I was like, I have to fucking just leave it dry on my face, and I was at work, and the kid coach was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. Like why? They're like, is there blood underneath your eye? And I was like, oh shit, like. Yeah, I just had, like, dried blood on my face for a whole one day, like, whole day at work, just cause, and that's, that's just, like, that's not fun, and what else happened to me, like, I keep scratching my fucking face at work, and, like, my acne fucking bleeds, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's exciting, like, nice for scratching your fuck. cause, oh, you know why, I had nails on this week, this is another serious unfortunate event, why I kept scratching my freaking face, because I had nails, during my era of bronchitis, I decided to make my like paint myself a new set for Valentine's Day. Cute as hell. But the new glue I bought, so shitty that I had to like rip off my nails. So all of today like this whole week at work, my nails were just like full of like leftover glue, which was rough skis on my nails. So when I would like literally flick my face, I would scratch my face and it was just awful. Just awful. And I was just looking mad busted because I was just red and my acne was going crazy. That was tragic. Also, I hate my bangs. My bangs are so shite. I, I, I can't do anything about them. I just got to let them go until I can get a haircut. But, like, y'all, I'm over the bangs. Like, I'm, I need them gone. Um, let me see what else I put. Oh, my God, I'm in my evil era. Y'all ever... I think that's a series of unfortunate events because when I'm in my evil era, like, I'm so... I, like, think too much, if that makes sense. Because, like, I will overthink everything I say because I don't, like, wait a second. Like, I think my evil era is my era of, like, when I don't wait and think about, like, think thoroughly about what I'm about to say. I kind of just say things too fast and maybe too honestly. So that was me. I'm in my evil era. So, like, if someone makes me upset, like, I will audibly be like, you're annoying. And what's crazy is people think I'm always being sarcastic. No. You're actually being annoying. Shut up. So I'm in that era. Whenever I'm in that era, I overthink everything. Because I'm like, Eleanor, you're such a bitch. What the fuck? And that is true. Like, I can be a bitch. But it's like, oh, that's not you. Like, you know that moment with the Klondike bar? Like, uh, bar. <laughs> bar. Like, this is not you. I have a Klondike bar. Like, yeah. Or like a Snickers commercial. Is that Snickers commercial? No. I got my, sh my propaganda mixed up. The Klondike bar is the one. Like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And the Snickers is like, you aren't you when you're not, when you're hungry. And they give you a Snickers bar. Like, the Snickers is supposed to, like, make you full. Like, that's a fucking piece of candy. 
give me 10. Maybe we can talk. But anyways, so I'm just in my evil era. So I just, like, I'm so, like, call it insecure. Yeah, she's insecure in America, like everybody else. So I get insecure about, like, whatever I have to say. And I'm trying to get out of my evil era. But sometimes when I'm in evil era, I'm like, mm, she's that girl. And it reminds me of, like, 19-year-old, 19 to 21-year-old Eleanor. Even though I'm not old as fuck, I be acting like I'm old as hell. I'm not. But I like to pretend I am. But, like, during that era of Eleanor, like, that's how I, like, I feel my most confident but my most insecure. Does anyone ever have that, like, era? Because that's how I am right now. And it's kind of unfortunate because I hate, like, hate myself. But also, I'm like, wow, you're that bitch. Like, no one could ever, no one could ever do it like you. Is that, do I sound crazy? Or, like, have y'all experienced that too? Like, you're most, like, you love yourself so much to the point you know, like, everything wrong with you but you're like you're that bitch i think that's what i'm trying to get at that's how i am right now and i'm not mad i'm not mad at it i'm not i'm gonna be honest i'm not mad about it but i don't know y'all my life has been a series of unfortunate events even though they're not the most unfortunate they're just kind of just like like real life people shit like oh man you hit your head i'm sorry or like man you cut your face and your eye was bleeding the whole day well that sucks you know, and then, like, I realize that whenever I look at myself and I think about my problems, I'm like, was it even that serious? There was the shit that was serious I should have gave more attention to. But the small things that make me think that the world is collapsing in itself are, like, I don't know they're better. I don't know. Like, if I can't find a parking spot, like, if I'm, like, on Fairfax or on Melrose and I'm, like, going in circles and circles and circles, I'll be like, wow, like, the world hates me. Like, I'm the worst person in the world. Like, this is God punishing me. Versus, like, all the trauma that happened to me when I was a kid. Like, I was like, oh, that was whatever. Versus, like, the fact that I can't find a parking spot. You know? Y'all, I should have been... Po that was, like, I just had a moment right there. And I had a coughing attack. And I should have, like, tried to s seemingly come back to the episode. Because I had to pause it. I started crying because of how bad the coughing attack is. Or was. But, um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, that's how I am right now. It's very interesting. But we're going to see where this where this takes us, y'all. Um, this is a new unreliable narrator. No fucking music. Tragedy. But now you get an hour-long playlist from me. Like, you're so lucky. Like, this is I made this for you. And you might be like, wow, these songs fucking suck. Just skip them then, babe. Skip them. It's not personal. I didn't sing those songs. But, like, just give everything a chance. Because I really think I have a great music taste. And this playlist, I try to make it, like, angry and loud. And just be, like, an angry, angsty, like, teen. Because I feel like all the problems are, like, the series of unfortunate events that I've named today. Like I said, like, they're not that serious. But, like, those are the type of problems that I'd rather give more energy to than my real ones, if that makes any sense. Because I don't know. There's something more, it feels better not to cry about the shit that is actually happening to me, but rather cry about the dumb shit that's happening to me. I don't know, it makes me feel better. So that is my episode of Unreliable Narrator. Please go to my Spotify, it's linked in my link tree on my IG, unreliablenarrator.co, and you can listen to, <coughs> oh fuck, <laughs> you can go listen to the playlist. Thank you for being patient with me, and thank you for continuing to listen to me and care what I have to say. I know I can be a fucking annoying yitch, but you're my ride or die. So I'll see you when I see you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.